Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is February 3rd, 2022, and our first story. Democrats have been exposed funneling COVID relief funds to Black Lives Matter under the guise of crime prevention. BLM has shut down nationwide fundraising amid a major scandal that may see them held liable for not disclosing where their funding is. This one gets deep. Apparently, they don't even have a real address, and they're being accused of running a scam and a house of cards. In our next story... The White House weighs in on the Spotify controversy and wants them to do more about Joe Rogan. More personalities come out against him. Weird. I thought giving an inch would make it all stop, but the left is not letting up. They want Rogan banned. In our last story, GoFundMe has frozen $10 million meant for the trucker Freedom Convoy. Powers that be want this to end. Now, if you like this show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. It seriously does help. Now, let's get into that first story. Over the past several days, Black Lives Matter has been embroiled in a major scandal over their fundraising. Where it's going, where's the money, who's in charge, no one seems to know. The Indiana AG says this is basically a scam and a house of cards. Even California is demanding to know what's going on with this money. It's so bad. That Black Lives Matter, the official organization, has shut down online fundraising. No one seems to know what's going on with all of this cash. And I think it's upwards of $60 million. Now, this scandal is massive. But when we take a look at what's going on in Illinois, it ropes in politics and I think gets substantially worse. The Democratic administration of Governor Pritzker in Illinois funneled COVID relief funds to a local chapter of Black Lives Matter under the guise of crime prevention intervention. Please, Democrats funneling money to Black Lives Matter. It's obvious this stuff is happening, right? Now, the problem here is this is COVID relief funding. Sure, The Biden administration has said some of this funding will go to crime prevention because the insane policies of these statewide and federal level Democrats have have resulted in an insane increase in crime. So, yeah, they're like, let's take some money and try and stop this. But to send it to Black Lives Matter, who rioted throughout 2020, causing billions of dollars in damage, dozens of people are dead and apparently One of the leaders of the organization, the local chapter that received this money, was even charged with crimes related to protests in Kenosha, not crime prevention. No, this is your tax dollars being given to overt 
partisans going. It's supposed to be going out to help us when our businesses are destroyed, when these policies have destroyed our economy, when we are in very serious times of strife. And instead, at least some of the funding, not all of it, ends up in the hands of extremists. It's absolutely remarkable. And a lot of these funds did go to legitimate organizations. And sure, you can make the point that we do want to stop crime, as I said. But Black Lives Matter is overtly partisan. They are overtly violent. They are overtly disruptive. Not every single one of them, mind you, but this is absolutely inappropriate. But not surprising. And now, of course, we're seeing, following news like this, many people are jumping ship from the Democratic Party, favoring the Republican Party for the first time in a long time. The view Americans have of the government of what's going on in this country is abysmally low. Joe Biden's approval rating is in the gutter. You take a look at this story. And okay, maybe some people say it's just $300,000. Then let me show you at the federal level, at the national level, what's happening with Black Lives Matter, with people calling it a scam and a house of cards. I'm not surprised. This year is going to be bad for Democrats. But you know what that means? They're going to lash out. The political establishment is going to lash out as hard as possible against channels like mine, against people like Steven Crowder, against everybody they can. Because their only real uh, chance at retaining any power is being ripped away from them. Their activist organization being gutted, being called a scam. So they're using nefarious tactics. The propaganda machine, CNN, is crumbling. Joe Rogan, more popular than ever. They're losing control. And as they do, they will thrash about violently in sheer panic. Let's read the story from TimCast.com and then go over the major scandal rocking Black Lives Matter. But before we do, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to please support our work. We are funded by you as members. All of these news stories, these investigations, the fact checking we do, it's only possible because you guys choose to go to TimCast.com and directly support us. But also share these articles wherever you can. Share this video wherever you can. We don't spend money on marketing for the most part. There's some stuff like we advertised our book, but for the most part, we don't. It's just organic growth. If you believe in the work we do, become a member, help share our content. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Let's read the story and we'll break it down for you. Illinois governor gave $300,000 of federal relief funding to Black Lives Matter. The president of the Lake County chapter of BLM was charged with felony battery of a police officer at the beginning of 2021. Governor J.B. Pritzker diverted $300,000 in federal COVID-19 relief funds to the Lake County chapter of Black Lives Matter. The governor's Office of Management and Budget released a January 14th report to the Legislative Budget Oversight Commission detailing the distribution of the federal funds. The chapter is currently being evicted from its office across the street from the Lake County Courthouse, according to county records. According to a White House fact sheet describing the funding that was published in April, BLM received a grant to, quote, the in, to stop the increased potential for violence in underserved and disproportionately impacted communities. The president of the Lake County BLM chapter, Clyde McLemore, <clears throat> was arrested in Kenosha, Wisconsin in early 2021 and charged with felony battery of a police officer. He was also charged with disorderly conduct for allegedly kicking in the door of a city courthouse and threatening a Kenosha police officer. McLemore previously pleaded guilty to criminal felony battery in Lake County. 
McLemore took part in demonstrations that gave way to destructive riots in cities across the U.S. following the death of George Floyd in the summer of 2020. We won't stop protesting until we get that done, he told Merco Press in August of 2020. I don't condone burning of buildings or looting, but I understand it. Them places got insurance. They'll be back up. That is evil. Evil, evil. These people are evil, man. These places don't have insurance that covers this. You sick individuals. It's a lie. It's an excuse. It's a manipulation to go around destroying, looting, and then be like, it's fine. They have insurance. When it came to Minnesota and they destroyed all of these buildings and they killed these people, they said, yeah, well, they got insurance. And then what happened? The insurance company said, we will not cover the total costs of removing the rubble of these buildings. Sorry, you can't rebuild. Some of these insurance policies don't even cover acts of rioting. So no, they didn't rebuild. You sick people. It's crazy, man. Shakita Cornelius, the co-chairman of the Lake County chapter of BLM, was arrested in November outside the Kenosha courthouse during the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. The 24-year-old was charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest and possession of marijuana per Fox News. In addition to the money given to BLM, Pritzker's office used the federal COVID-19 funding to award two different grants to the Welcoming Center for Immigration Integration Services. Now, look, I got no problem with funding for immigration uh, for immigration integration services. My question is, is that appropriate for COVID relief funding? Pritzker spoke favorably of BLM in June 2020. He participated in a march in the Chicago suburb of Madison on June 8th, 2020. He told reporters at the time that it was necessary to repair the damage done to black communities. Because there is no justice without police accountability and reform. Because there is no justice without criminal justice reform. Because there is no justice without real investment in this community. Pritzker said at the event. Let me show you their report. When I first read this story, I said, wow, that's pretty bad. Diverting federal funding to Black Lives Matter under the guise of criminal justice intervention, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that it was the COVID relief funding. Holy smokes, man. The money that was supposed to alleviate the problems of COVID-19 going to Black Lives Matter, who during a pandemic went out in their super spreader events that the media covered up. I don't actually think they were super spreader events. I don't know. But the media claimed they weren't. They destroyed buildings. They smashed them up. Man, I remember when this was all going down in Chicago, my hometown, when you had local aldermen, their local politicians, saying that they were pushing the rioters into the neighborhoods to protect the financial districts and the shopping districts. And then the governor is like, let's give these people money. As you can see in their own documents, expenditures of federal financial relief related to COVID-19. COVID-19? Is that a joke? Black Lives Matter? 0.3 in millions, $300,000 through December 2021. Are you kidding me? Now, there are other organizations. Check this out. For, I, I see J, CJIA, violence prevention, elementary school, elementary school, elementary school, hospital, prison task force. I understand all of that. We can make arguments about all of that. I'm sure there's other stuff in here that we probably question. Violence interrupters. Okay, sounds good. Black Lives Matter. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late. 
you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. You know what, man? You got to understand the political machine is taking money, your taxpayer dollars, and they're overtly funding partisan actors. Okay, it's not just this. It goes beyond this. And over in the fact sheet from the White House explaining what this COVID funding was for, they do they do mention uh, local grant funding and the Department of Justice wanting to to prevent crime and, and things like that. And, and, and I get it. All right. We have very serious problems with crime throughout uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. But it's the Democrats own fault. You see what they do? You see what they've done here? Look. Me ragging on the Democrats is not an excuse for Republicans. They're trash too, but in other ways. There are some good Republicans. There's a few good Democrats, but both, you know, there might be like five good Republicans and like two good Democrats, to be completely honest. This is what they do. The Democrats encourage, support, and even fund the extremism. Kamala Harris soliciting donations to bail out rioters. Then you get all of this destruction. And what happens? The Democrats come out and they say, oh, we need federal funding in relief and then send federal funds back to the states because of the problems. And then the, and then in Illinois, they give that money to the extremists. Remarkable. Let me show you how insane it really is. From the Washington Examiner, Black Lives Matter's millions unaccounted for after leaders quietly jumped ship. No one appears to have been charged. To, I'm sorry. No one appears to have been in charge of Black Lives Matter for months. The address it lists, lists on tax forms is wrong. And the charity's two board members won't say who controls its $60 million bankroll. A Washington Examiner investigation found. BLM's shocking lack of transparency surrounding its finances and operations raises major legal and ethical red flags. Multiple charity experts told the examiner. Look how bad it's gotten. Black Lives Matter shuts down fundraising days after liberal states threaten legal action. Perhaps it was all a big farce from the get-go. And if that's the case, why are Democrats in Illinois giving money to these people? Why are our, are our tax dollars at the federal level being given to these people? Being diverted to the states? Man, I just, I don't even know what to say. You know, you've got the January 6th stuff. You've got the feds overtly acting in, in partisan ways. Let me just explain to you. When the far left extremists, including Antifa and Black Lives Matter, showed up, I think it was in June of what, what year was it? Was it 2020? In front of the White House, they set fire to a guard uh, uh, building, a little guard uh, uh, building in, on the White House grounds. They were trying to jump the fence. They tore down the security perimeter and they set fire to a church. Trump was ushered into an emergency bunker. They didn't call it an insurrection. Nope. The media didn't care. The media actually complained about the police and what the police did. They blamed Trump for all of this. You see the double standard? You see how the game is being played? 
yo, you need to get out there and vote in the primaries. You need to get out there and vote local. You need to vote at the state level. There needs to be action taken. We have a chance. Special shout out to all of the truckers. There's rumors now of a U.S. trucker convoy, but shout out to the truckers in Canada. Shout out to everybody standing up against the exploitation from the elites, how they're manipulating this country, destroying it and burning it from the ground up for their psychotic vision. Well, at least I can say this. All of this makes me see, it makes me feel that, you know, the establishment is losing control and we are winning. Freedom is winning. We're exposing this. If you want to support our work in the journalism we do, TimCast.com, but shout out to the Washington Examiner for their investigation. In this story, they say Black Lives Matter shut down all of its online fundraising fundraising streams late Wednesday afternoon, just days after California threatened to hold the charity's leaders personally liable over its lack of financial transparency. The move comes less than a week after a Washington Examiner investigation found that BLM has no known leader in charge of its $60 million bankroll since its co-founder resigned. California and Washington recently ordered BLM to cease all fundraising activities in their blue states due to the failure of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, the legal entity that represents the national BLM movement, to report information about its finances in 2020, the year it raised tens of millions amid the racial protests and riots that followed the George Floyd incident. Apparently, during the uh, examiner's investigation, they went to the address on file. What did they find? Nothing. It wasn't the right address. Nobody was there. So what's going on? Where's this money going? It's going somewhere. Quote, we take these matters seriously and we have taken immediate action. An unidentified spokesperson for the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation told the examiner, we have immediately engaged compliance counsel to address any issues related to state fundraising compliance. In the interim, we have shut down online fundraising as we work quickly to ensure we are meeting all compliance requirements. The donation button that used to be featured prominently on BLM's website was nowhere to be found as of Wednesday evening. The California Department of Justice told the examiner on Tuesday that BLM GNF is prohibited from soliciting donations so long as its status is listed as delinquent. Despite the notice, BLM accepted a $1 donation from a Washington Examiner reporter based in California on Wednesday morning. The California DOJ said Wednesday afternoon that it would not confirm or deny any investigation into BLM so as to protect its integrity. BLM also received notice from the state of Washington on January 5th to immediately cease all fundraising activities in the state. Washington warned the charity that it could face fines of $2,000 for each violation. But as recently as Monday, the charity accepted a $1 contribution from a Washington resident. Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita previously said BLM's refusal to answer basic questions about its finances and operations fits a common and disturbing pattern. Quote, it appears the house of cards may be falling, and this happens eventually with nearly every scam, scheme, or illegal enterprise, Rokita, a Republican, said in an, in in an interview with the Washington Examiner. I see patterns that scams kind of universally take failure to provide board members, failure to provide even executive directors, failure to make your filings available. It all leads to, to suspicion. Rokita said he would not confirm or deny that his office is investigating BLM. But he said the Washington examiner's reporting on the group certainly cause us to be concerned. BLM's charity registration is also out of compliance in Connecticut, Maine, Maryland, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, and Virginia. 
Wow, man. Well, it's shocking. It's offensive. It's enlightening. But I suppose it's good news. Now, look, it's bad news they were able to get away with this kind of operation for as long as they did. It's bad news that we see Democrats funding local chapters of this. It's bad it happened. So it's a net negative across the board, but at least we're pulling back and we're seeing Andrew Kerr for, uh, for the Washington Examiner investigating this and exposing this. At least we're seeing reporting, thanks to TimCast.com and many, many others, we weren't the only ones reporting on this, showing the Democrats were funneling COVID-19 relief funds to a local Black Lives Matter chapter. It's being exposed. I think we're calling it out and I think we're going to win. Now, right now, there are people like you or I, not necessarily conservative, you know, you, you're not necessarily conservative or liberal or um, centrist or political. I mean, just regular people. I consider myself to be moderate centrist, kind of leaning a little left on economic issues and social issues. But, uh, yo, the far left is so far left, right? Whatever. The point is, I'm not here to just champion Republicans or conservatives. I think Republicans, if you guys go out and vote locally and in the primaries, there's an opportunity for a convention of states and maybe some, you know, a return to normalcy. Maybe that's through the Republican Party, that don't, I, though I don't agree with a lot of Republican policy. I don't want to sit here and just claim that, you know, the right is, is the right path, that the Republicans are the right path. But I can certainly tell you whatever this is, is a corruption. It is a corruption deep in the heart of this country, and we need to root it out. The woke left has, has nothing but lust for power. And that's why, you know, there's a funny tweet from this woman, and she like does these really cringy dances supporting Democrats. And she's like, apparently now liberals aren't, aren't lefties, like news to me. And I'm just like, dude, liberals haven't been on the left for a long time. Maybe you guys would wake up and, and, and you know, smell the roses, as it were, and realize that the left doesn't like you. But you know what? I'm not a fan of these establishment activist types either. They're corporatists, they're fascists, and that's the reality. No, for me, I'm just kind of like, yo, uh, let me tell you guys something. I think there is, you know, I was thinking about something. We're building a new building. We're expanding our facility. We're, we're, we're building a new building. We're growing rapidly. It's amazing. We're hiring more people. There's a lot happening here. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm not contributing to the problems of this planet. I, I, I use biodegradable, uh, uh, you know, Keurig cups and everything. They're made of like corn plastic. They, they biodegrade. It's fantastic. And uh, we, we try to be uh, um, respectful. Uh, we don't want to overconsume. I'm building this building. It's not that big a deal. But then I realized something. That is the deal. That, that is the problem, right? No, the snowflake doesn't blame itself for the avalanche. We're all contributing to a lot of these problems. So I very much want to protect the environment. I want to stop overconsumption. I understand that humans consume, 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 and we can't just grow forever. <clears throat> I don't think the solution is right now to just burn it all to the ground. I don't think, you know, Greta Thunberg, her solution is, mass, is, is genocide. And I know people might say, oh, that's hyperbolic. That's not true. Yo, if someone comes out and says, you know, giant meteor should slam into the earth, you'd be like, that will kill a lot of people. And they'll be like, well, I'm not saying people should die. No, no, no. Listen, when Greta Thunberg comes out and says, we, we can't wait until 2030, we need to shut off fossil fuels now. Perhaps she's just ignorant. 
but that would kill tens of millions of people. I don't think that's the solution. If you kill off humans or cause mass suffering and death, then what's the point of even being here? If we're on a trajectory towards mass death, then maybe we can try to mitigate that to the best of our abilities or accept that we're going to crash into that wall. But the idea that individuals would take extreme action that would result in mass death just defeats the purpose of trying to stave off the mass death in the first place. So my point is this. Yo, I want a better world. I want people to live free. I don't like racism, anti-Semitism, transphobia, homophobia. I want people to have their rights respected, to be able to live peacefully. It's not so easy. When you have people like these BLM actors, they're, they're inherently selfish. They want money for them. You know, they, they, these lefties, they look to people like me and they're like, he shouldn't have the things he have, has. He shouldn't be able to have this building and he shouldn't be able to build this stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's just hard work. It's, it's not even necessarily hard work. It's just work. It's just do work. I have a mission. We have a mission here at TimCast. Individual responsibility, personal freedoms, and making the world generally a better place. Free inquiry, free association, logic, logic reason, and uh, uh, real solutions. That's what I hope to accomplish. These people, they don't want any of that stuff. They want power. They want to control you. They just want. And from that causes suffering. And that, was, that, that is what we experience when these people are given power. They go around burning down cities. You're never going to see me marching down the street in Antifa garb with a torch or anything like that. I think violence is wrong. And a lot of people are like, no, Tim, you don't understand. You know, there's a, comes a time maybe 400 years ago, I get. But right now, Nonviolent civil disobedience works, and the truckers are proving it every day. And that's what I think works, making the world a better place and not resorting to the extremism. The establishment, they support Black Lives Matter and their violence. We're not going to make the world a better place by using the tactics of those we think are wrong. There, there's no ends justifying the means because you will never meet the end. Unless you think the end is the apocalypse and wiping out mankind, then sure, eventually you can meet the end. But if your, solu- if your plan is to make the world a better place, you will not make the world a better place by funding racists and racial identitarians, extremists, violent rioters. You're just actively making everything worse for everyone. But you know what? Many of these people think they deserve it. They think, I don't care about what happens. Just give me the money. Well, now they're getting exposed and good. Let me show you how bad it is. It's not even as bad as it, I, I, there's, there's more bad stuff. But look at this. A COVID-19 relief fund was only for black residents. Then came the lawsuit. Oregon earmarked $62 million to explicitly benefit black individuals and business owners. Now some of the money is in limbo after lawsuits alleging racial discrimination. This is the world they want to create. Racial segregation. I don't. I think that's disgusting. I, you know, you know, what's funny. My vision of the future is people of all different religions and races all holding hands, rocking back and forth, singing songs under a rainbow. I'd like to imagine that world is possible. But how do you get that world? Uh, these leftists who think, you know, like, oh, well, we want we want all that stuff, too. Mm. Yeah. How do you create a world where all different people of all different backgrounds can live peacefully when you're actively sowing dissent and segregation, when you're actively making people hate each other and fight each other. Have you seen the price of gold lately? 
It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. You don't. No, I think the establishment Democrats want the conflict because they can use it to win elections and gain more power. I think most people think that's the case. At least people who are not Democrats are Democrat activists, which is why I want to show you this. U.S. political party preferences shifted greatly during 2021. You've seen it before. I've covered it before. But in, at the end of 2021, party affiliation flipped. 47% Republican, 42% Democrat. From another poll from Gallup, only 17% of Americans are satisfied with the direction of the company. I'm sorry, of the country, of the company. There's a Freudian slip. Regular people have had enough. They're saying the Democrats have failed us. The Black Lives Matter groups have caused us strife and, and, and anger. And it's about time we make a change. Now, I have to add, I don't think Republicans are going to save you from this one. The only person who's going to save you from this crisis is you. Now. The Republicans do offer a path to victory. The Democrats have, have made their bed and they can, they can lay in it. For the rest of us, there's an opportunity to seize the Republican Party. Donald Trump led that charge in 2015, 2016. He got in, he won. He became president even. But the Republican Party was still split between establishment figures, uniparty members, and populist America First uh, Republican types. Now, The Democratic Party represents the establishment. Neocons fled and joined them, people like the Lincoln Project. And the Republican Party can become something interesting, something unique, something new. If you go out and vote locally and you vote in the primaries, find out who the establishment politicians are. Vote them out in the primaries. I don't care if they're incumbents or not. Get free state, free stater types, people who want to repeal these these garbage laws end all the division and just say, you choose for yourself. That's the kind of person you need to be supporting in the Republican primary. And I think there's an opportunity here because people are identifying that way. But what worries me is that when people are late to the party, right? In 2021, even after, uh, you know, the second quarter with Joe Biden's failings, you still have 49% saying they're Democrats. These people who are now flipping to Republican, you know what they're going to do? They're going to show up in November and say, the Democrats let me down. I think I'll vote Republican this time. And they'll hit the R button. They won't know who they're voting for. They won't have participated in the primaries. And you'll end up with establishment and uh, Republicans and neocons. So it's more than just going out and voting. 
It's all of you realizing ground game is how Democrats win and how you push back. And I'll tell you this for Democrats too: get more populist leftists in. That's fine by me. Just get rid of the establishment types. Though many of these leftists support Black Lives Matter, so I'm not going to be siding with them anytime soon. You need to go out and talk to people. You need to show them stories like this. You need to, sh- you need to, you need to show them videos of people uh, whose lives were destroyed by the riots. You need to explain to them how CNN is lying. You know, I've done a lot of videos and people ask, like, what can I do? People don't want to listen. They don't want to wake up. Show them this from Gallup. Be like, look at this. And let them be like, well, those people are dumb. Be like, listen, man, you can think they're dumb all day and night, but you're on the wrong side of history. That's what these, these activists keep trying to say to everybody. You're on the wrong side of history. You know what the right side of history is? Standing true to yourself, standing up for what you believe in, and speaking truth to power. Sometimes that's considered the left. Sometimes it's not. Right now in Canada, the truckers are standing up and they're saying no to fascism. And it's the left protesting against it. Amazing. A worker uprising. Do you want to be on the side of the workers or the government establishment politicians ruling by decree? I think this is one of the big stories that's waking people up. Since when were the truckers the elites? And then they say, oh, but they're far right and white supremacists. 50,000 truckers are all evil far right racists. You don't really believe that, do you? Look at these videos of people celebrating. It's a popular uprising. Black Lives Matter in many ways. It was people, you know, marching along with the narrative because, you know, nobody, for the most part, we don't like racism. But many of these people were late to the party and they didn't understand what they were supporting. Now with the truckers, the media is trying to demonize them. Well, here's the problem. The media supported a popular uprising from these, these Black Lives Matter supporters who actually burned down buildings. And now you have truckers, workers, throwing out people with Confederate flags and Nazi flags, and they're trying to claim they're racists. Regular people are seeing through the lies. They're waking up. They're seeing these stories. They're seeing Black Lives Matter and there's other extremists exposed. And they're realizing they've been lied to. We all have. I know it's hard because people say that even with videos like this, they're like, my family won't watch it. They say you're far right or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's what it is, you know? Have them watch Timcast IRL if you can, I guess. They'll still probably say, that far right guy. I know, it's difficult. But show them the stories. You know, read them an article. Say, here's proof. Show them the videos. And if they don't want to believe it, then maybe it's time to recognize they just literally don't want to listen to the truth. I don't know what you do in that, in that instance, you know, people who are, who are too tribal. I think these people will only come around once they realize they're losing. That's why I say share this Gallup story. Because maybe these people aren't motivated by truth. They're motiv- motivated by fear of being ostracized. You can be like, I'm going to go hang out with the majority of people who believe in reality, and you can play with the fringe minority that's losing power. Maybe that's one way to do it. Or just do what you think is right. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. The attempts by the left to cancel Joe Rogan have not stopped. And now it's going on like a month of nonstop smears against Joe Rogan and my friends. It's not working. But neither is Joe and Spotify's attempt to placate the left. We've got Crosby, Stills, and Nash joining with Neil Young for the first time in decades in condemnation 
of Spotify and misinformation. We have a new op-ed in the New York Times from today from a woman who's talking about why she's pulling her podcast off of Spotify. Now, this is strange. Spotify announced they would be enacting the misinformation policy that all those dentists wanted, remember? Okay, they weren't all dentists, but there was that list of medical professionals and some dentists and veterinarians and podcasters who were outraged over Spotify lacking a misinformation policy. They said of all the big tech platforms, Spotify is the only one that doesn't have one. So Joe and Spotify came out and said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Well, I can't say I'm surprised that now the Spotify CEO has come out issuing another statement, seemingly from a weakened point. We're getting more celebrities outraged and it's not ended. Now, to be fair, this, in my opinion, it's still all kind of good news. And I'll tell you why. We have on Joe Rogan's post where he addressed the controversy and said, you know, a misinformation flag is great and he'll do better. He'll do his best. And he just wants to have conversations. He did not apologize for his shows. He defended them. Celebrities came out en masse to support Joe Rogan, even apparently The Rock himself. I haven't seen the comment, but a lot of people are pointing out The Rock was like, right on, brother, do your thing. You know what that means? When the White House comes out, and they're on the opposite side of popular mainstream celebrities. Y'all are probably on the wrong side of history. I mean, it's not always true. You know, often we criticize celebrities for, you know, trying to chime in on politics. But this is something a little bit different. These are celebrities liking Joe Rogan. It's a cultural enforcement. When a, po- when, when a, when a celebrity comes out and says, here's my policy position, it's like, oh, shut up. But when there is a cultural move where all the big celebrities are now joining with Joe Rogan or praising him, Sounds like the White House, these uh, Joni Mitchell and Nils Lofgren and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, whatever, they're all on the wrong side of this one. And look, I I know what that means. That means often when mainstream celebrities come out for leftist causes, those leftist causes win. And I think that's true in many circumstances. In this case, here's why I think it's a good thing. And then I'll show you what they're all saying. It's a good thing because Joe seems to be winning this one. Many celebrities are on his side, bigger A-listers. And that means that these leftists are canceling themselves off of mainstream platforms. Wow. You know, there's virtue signaling where people come out and say, I I oppose this too, which is kind of what they're doing. Then there is what Michael Malice referred to as impotence signaling, where they're like, it's shocking that they're platforming people we don't like, just outright saying we can't do anything about this. And then there's self, this political, self-political, uh, political self-immolation where they're like, oh yeah, well, if you won't do anything about it, we'll cancel ourselves. And my response is, no, wait, don't. Seriously? Your response to the wide and the massive popularity of Joe Rogan is to cancel yourselves from a platform of 400 million users. Oh, oh no. Oh, geez. Don't, don't. Remove yourself from the the biggest music and, and, and podcast platform or, or one of the biggest. I think iTunes is probably bigger in a lot of ways, but I don't know if Spotify is the biggest. Certainly not for podcasts, but oh, oh no, people are pulling themselves out of the mainstream culture in the conversation. Good. When they couldn't ban Joe, they ban themselves. All right, fine. Hey, hey, look. And you know what? I respect it. I really do. Because that's the way it should be. If I'm chilling at a bar, right? 
And there's a guy on stage and he's just doing a bunch of racist comedy. Like, I, I, I don't mean like edgy comedy. I mean like outright. He's just ragging on people based on race. You know what I can do? I can, I, I, I can go and I'll, I'll ask. I'm like, hey, is this normal? Do you guys normally do this? And when the guy at the bar goes, yeah, and we, we pay the guy, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to leave. That's how it should be, right? I shouldn't be like, I demand your establishment do as I say. And I'll be like, I don't want to hang out at a bar that has that, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. There are things that I don't like culturally. There are people who have bad opinions that I tolerate. There's a ton of podcasts I think are absolute garbage and downright evil, but they're allowed to say their thing. You know what I do? I just don't listen to it. And you know what else I'll do is I'll argue against it. But if I go to an establishment and they're selling, you know, I don't know, they, they're throwing bees at people or something. And it's like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. You're hurting the bees. And like, someone's going to get stung. Just leave. If people want it, let them enjoy themselves. So first we have, I think what may be one of the more shocking stories from yesterday, when the White House said more can be done. I mean, that's the gist of it. We don't know exactly what she mean, what, what she meant, Jen Psaki. She said, ultimately, our view is that it's a good step. It's a positive step, but there's more that can be done. What does that mean? You know, to be honest, I don't really think she meant anything by it. I think she's just spewing word vomit <laughs> under the microphone. She's just saying uh, she's it's virtue signaling. Yes, yes, we agree. More can be done. Right. What that more is meaningless. Now, while I can certainly say it seems like Joe is winning, there is some faltering on the side of Spotify. We have this story from this morning. Spotify CEO addresses Joe Rogan controversy. Now, the funny thing is. Joe and uh, Joe and, and Spotify already already addressed this. It didn't matter. They gave these people what they demanded. It did not matter. And it never will. Because look, these people don't listen to Joe's show. It's literally a, a comedian talking to people. That's it. It's conversations. Remarkable. We do something a little bit different on Timcast IRL, and I think it's one of the reasons we're probably not as big as Joe. There's something to be said about having just unfiltered, fun conversations. I do fact-checking in real time because I view the show as more of a political uh, uh, commentary show with guests. There are a lot of people that are like, Tim, your guests should just be talking nonstop. I'm like, yo, yo, listen, listen. They say that we don't give our, our guests enough time. I can respect that. Probably true. But the show we do at, at IRL isn't the same as Joe Rogan's show. And it's probably why people like his show better. I got to be honest. We have, I have my keyboard, my monitor in front of me real time. We have Ian with his computer. We have Lydia at, at her computer. And we're all able to fact check the news and pull up sources. And I try to make sure the conversation is always tracking what is true and correct. We pre-plan everything. It's not the same as Joe's show. And I think for that, there are people who, you know, they would rather just get that unfiltered conversation where you can relax and just hear people speak. We do articles. It's very, very different. Maybe we could just, you know, pull. I don't know. That's just not who I am. I'm, I'm an article guy. I'm a news guy, right? But here's what's happening. First, I'd like to point out, Joe made a video on Instagram where he talked about what was happening. And CNN.com is showing this. And now you can see how healthy and happy Joe looks. The reason I'm pointing out, as many of you may have seen, that when Joe came out with this video about COVID, said he took, you know, a bunch of medications, including ivermectin, and he took monoclonal antibodies. CNN's video version appears to be uh, uh, altered. And based on my analysis, I believe it is true and correct. They did alter it. I want to be careful with my language here. But here at CNN.com, I'm showing you this one. No, Joe looks happy and healthy. 
But this is interesting. The CEO is issuing a second statement on this one. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek addressed the controversy around Joe Rogan on Wednesday, saying the company is trying to balance creative expression with the safety of our users. Just stop. There's no safety of your users. You've got that song from, what was it, Easy e where he talks about seriously harming marginalized people. I'll just put it that way. Because if I actually said what the lyrics were, YouTube would probably ban me. So don't, don't spare me with that stuff. You just, it's, it's not about that. We know it's not about that. Stop placating or trying to, because you can't. Stop trying to placate these people. Of course, this is a very complicated issue, X said in the company's post-earnings call on Wednesday. But I'm really proud of the steps that we took following the concerns raised by the medical and scientific communities. As for Spotify's business, the company reported that it ended 2021 with 180 million paid subscribers. Look at that. They saw the stock drop more than 20% after hours on Wednesday following its fourth quarter earnings, which presented weak guidance for its growth. I just, I, I, you know, Eck mentioned that Rogan is the company's number one podcast in more than 90 markets. What does that even mean? I, I got to be honest with everybody. For one, I think the story is ridiculously good for Joe Rogan. I really do. I think there are some concessions I'm not happy with. I think the left will not stop. But man, the onslaught of four months of never-ending publicity for Joe is probably just going to make his show bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, even me doing a show about this. Look, there are people who watch my, who watch Tim Castile, watch my show. They don't watch other shows at the same time. Not everybody that, that is able to watch one show does it. There are a lot of people who probably watch my videos, don't listen to Joe Rogan all that much, maybe because he's not on YouTube or maybe because they just, they, they don't like the, the, you know, the unfettered conversation. I don't know. You know, there's some people maybe just don't like it, but there are some people maybe don't know about it. And now the endless coverage over, over Joe, it's just going to make his show bigger. But I want to say everyone keeps citing this 11 million number viewership for Rogan's podcast. I have no reason to believe that's not the number. That's the numbers that were released. But I will just say, you know, when the numbers are obfuscated and you can't check them yourself, I don't know if I believe them. Nielsen ratings. This show got 5 million views. No, it didn't. Shut up. Big Bang Theory got 30 million views. No, it didn't. I mean, look, maybe it's getting a lot. But what they do is they have the Nielsen boxes in all the houses and they track what people are watching on TV. And then they try and estimate in these markets like a poll more than anything. Nowadays, you can look at my videos and see what the ratings are. I don't need to tell you that we are crushing CNN because you can look at my video and see that it's got 250,000 views, like a video from yesterday or whatever. It averages like 200 to 300K, sometimes more. And CNN's total key demo viewership for the entire day is only 230 or so, 220,000 people. So in one segment, we crush CNN. With Joe Rogan's podcast, we don't see that. When Eck mentions that Rogan is the company's number one podcast in more than 90 markets, what does that mean? I'm really curious to know if Joe's show has gotten bigger or smaller since he left, uh, since he went exclusive with, with, with Spotify. I actually, I got to say, my friends, I believe that Spotify is probably extremely happy with all of this. I really, really do mean it. Look, let me show you the story from the New York Times. Opinion. Why I've decided to take my podcast off Spotify. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is what is this? What what show is being pulled from Spotify? Where is it? You know, the fear factor that Joe Rogan experience, blah, blah, blah. Co-founder. Where does she mention? OK, let me actually search for this to see where uh, uh, she mentioned she's pulling it. OK, here we go. OK. OK. Oh, no. 
She says, I have a podcast where I talk to interesting people. Until Tuesday, it was available on Spotify. But I've decided to, to make another stand, a small one. Joining Mr. Young, Miss Mitchell, and a growing group of creators, I took the Roxanne Gay Agenda and its archives off Spotify. Oh, oh, oh no. I'm sure Spotify cares. I'm sure they don't care. When Joe Rogan moved from iTunes to Spotify, there was a huge risk there, just like Howard Stern going to Sirius. Now, they, my understanding is that Howard Stern did retain a large audience because people followed him to the platform, but it did not, uh, he did not transfer 100%. Let me tell you guys, when Joe Rogan was on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Spotify, every platform, his viewership, I believe it is fair to say, was likely greater than it was when he moved to Spotify. So many people said, I watched him on YouTube. I don't watch him on Spotify. I don't, you know, I don't watch him anymore. A lot of people pointed out, I can't watch on my TV anymore. Used to pull up YouTube on my TV and turn on the podcast and sit back and watch it. You can't do that anymore. Joe Rogan had the number one position on iTunes permanently, just by being the biggest show. So whenever a new person would open up Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform for that matter, it would be like every major app, uh, app store, podcast service, whatever, was telling you to listen to Joe Rogan. So his ratings were probably through the roof. I could only imagine, this is what I said before, that Joe's viewership probably declined when he went to Spotify. There's no such thing as bad press. Many people who probably listen to Joe and maybe stopped are now going like, oh, what's going on with Joe? Who are these people? We're hearing that his, his viewership is around 11 million per, per episode. Does that, is that Spotify only? Because if it is... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With clips, Joe's probably getting more views than he ever did. I don't know the exact number of downloads he was getting on, uh, on podcasts, on, uh, on like iTunes and stuff. But it certainly wasn't 11 million. No, for real. So I've talked to some podcast networks and they've talked about their estimates for various plat- you know, podcast shows. And I don't want to give anyone's numbers away. It's not my place because I, I do have some private information. But it's a lot less than you realize. Some of the top podcasts in the world only get a few hundred thousand uh, downloads, like like listens, right? So I'll tell you for us, I got no problem uh, shouting out our numbers. So on Timcast IRL, we get, you know, between like 80 and 100,000 between iTunes and Spotify. With about 50,000 to 60,000 listens on iTunes, we fluctuate between like the 150, like we're typically in the top charts for iTunes. So we were for a period at getting like 60,000 downloads on iTunes, just 60,000, mind you. We were like the 150th biggest podcast on iTunes in the United States. For the Tim Pool Daily Show, which this, this episode runs on, there was a period where I even hit number 34 and I was getting about 50,000 downloads per episode. Now, for the show, when you combine our Spotify downloads, our Google Podcasts, and iTunes, we get around 100K. And that puts us really high up on the global rankings. Just 100K. That's crazy, isn't it? Timcast IRL on YouTube will get around, right now, 350K live playbacks. 
and then like 220,000 or like 200,000 VOD playbacks. It's weird. I'm trying to, I, I try to understand how YouTube does the metrics, but we end up all in all with maybe like 1.3 to 1.5 million total views across the board. That includes clips on, uh, on Timcast IRL. That on YouTube, I guess that's pretty big. So for Joe Rogan to be getting 11 million on just Spotify, that says to me that his show is bigger than ever. But what, the, what, what, what I'm getting at is when all this controversy started, Joe was probably getting less than he was before he went exclusive on Spotify. And with this major burst in attention, like the New York Times now writing about it, yo, they're not winning. Celebrities are cheering on Joe. They're just giving him more and more press and they're canceling themselves. Take a look at this. David Crosby, Stephen Stills asked to remove their music from Spotify, including Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young albums. They're all canceling themselves. Joe's still on Spotify. They didn't ban him. They banned themselves. So listen, you know, a lot of people, they're like, when, when Joe Rogan, you know, concedes, Tim says it's tact, but when people don't stand up for themselves, he says they're not being, they're being cowards or whatever. Like, yo, 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 listen. I think it is wrong that Spotify and Joe conceded this point 100%. I think it's wrong. I think you, they're still going after him. They're not stopping. Yes, it's a bad thing. But for everything I just explained, Joe Rogan is still winning this one. When I say it's tact, what I mean is they recognize they're going to lose a little bit to win in the long run, right? So it is losing, but for a strategic reason. Sometimes, as I often say, you have to retreat in battle. But... Joe Rogan did defend his show and he stood up for himself. I've, I've also stated there's a lot of people I totally understand, people who can't quit their jobs. When I say people should leave their jobs, I'm not saying like literally every single person all the time should just be like, well, I can't, you know, I'll be homeless, but here I go. I'm saying people should do what they can to try and find a way to get out when they can, while they can now do it. Start looking for other work. Start making those moves. Challenge the system. Well, the media is just absolutely employing. I don't know if you guys saw the CNN scandal, but let me let me show you this one. CNN is facing calls to fire Brian Stelter for not exposing Zucker Gallist affair. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, don't, I don't care about that scandal right now. But the point is, Brian Stelter comes out and he's like, why do people trust Joe Rogan more than us? It is because Joe Rogan is a regular guy who has honest conversations and y'all are duplicitous. You are manipulators. You faked a quarantine. Did you, you, you guys know this? And I'm going to say it. I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll never stop saying it. Chris Cuomo pretended to be in quarantine. We know he faked it. Where's Brian Stelter to come out and be like, breaking news, CNN faked a quarantine of one of its hosts. Because Brian Stelter is a pathetic, pathetic shell of a man. He should be fired. He is a propagandist, a manipulator, a liar, and all that stuff. But you know what? That's besides the point. This is why they don't trust you, Brian. This is why CNN's ratings are so miserable. So I pulled up their ratings from this past month. They get around a million views per day. That's it. This show and Timcast IRL, if you were to combine all the numbers, we get like, what are we at? Like 2 million per day or something like that? Double CNN? Don't get me wrong. CNN has their YouTube presence, so they're still getting more views. But with all of their daytime shows, all of them, what is that, 24 hours of content? A million? Yo, I have, I have uh, uh, like three hours of content, and we're getting double that. So it just goes to show, man, 
Uh, with CNN doing more content, they should be getting more views they, because they have uh, volume. If one person watches one hour, that person can watch the second hour. If I'm only producing three, people can only watch three. There's, there's a smaller, uh, a smaller um, inventory. I'm not saying this to brag that, you know, we're, we're so big and so great or anything like that. No, I'm pointing out CNN is just imploding outright. Take a look at this story. Take a look at the, the, the op-eds on Joe Rogan. Take a look at Crosby. Take a look at all these people screaming, saying they're pulling off the platform. And let me just explain, Joe Rogan is winning. The White House, that's crazy they would say that, but they're on the wrong side of this one. Joe's winning. I have friends who are very lefty. I have some of my best friends. And, and it's funny when the left is like, Tim's lying. He doesn't have left-wing friends. Like, dude, I'm from Chicago. What do you think? Like, a really good friend of mine uh, uh, who's very lefty, a member of the LGBT community, and uh, she's a huge fan of Joe Rogan. It's weird, isn't it? I thought Joe was all of these awful things, homophobic, racist, transphobic. No, mm, no, no. They're lies. People know Joe's a good dude. They know he's a good dude. They know he's funny. They know he's curious. They know he's honest. They know he tries. And they know he's a guy who's just having conversations. But you know what we're really getting out of this? Final thought on this one. They never wanted a regular person to have this voice, to have this power. They want to be the suit-wearing authorities who say, we're smarter than you, we're better than you, and don't you dare oppose us. And then along comes fumbling, bumbling Joe Rogan, the jester in the courtroom, as Jordan Peterson said, the fool, and he meant that uh, um, to, you know to to uh, to Joe uh, respectfully. When the king can't with, can't stand the jester in the comedy, it's the you know you can't stand the fool. It exposes what you really are. Joe's just a funny guy. He's just a regular dude, making jokes, asking questions, and they can't stand it. They're freaking out. Show it goes to show you that they've lost control of the mic of the narrative, and they're in full on panic mode. And as such. Let them cancel themselves. I hope it works out for the best. I really do. But, you know, there have been a lot of times where I've seen things that made me felt, feel like we were losing, that the establishment was, you know, too powerful. And some people have been like, why the 180, Tim? You've changed your opinion. Well, yeah, look at this. Look at what's going on with all the polls and the fundraising. Yo, they are absolutely desperate. The censorship attempts aren't working. They're trying as hard as they can, and they're spiraling out of control. The more they try, the more they fail. I'm just like, yo, they're in quicksand and they're thrashing violently. Yeah, they're going to sink. Sounds good to me, I guess. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The powers that be are outraged over the Freedom Convoy and the Great Honkening, and they're doing everything in their power to try and shut it down. In Ottawa, they're discussing bringing in the military to shut down the Freedom Convoy. It won't work. Their power, unfortunately for them, is not enough. When you have 50,000 truckers, all of their supporters in the city and more trucks coming in, the people have the power. And once they realize it, there is nothing the establishment can do to stop it. But there still are hurdles. They say that wars are fought on soldiers' stomachs or soldiers' march on, you know, full bellies or whatever the saying is. I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. The idea is these truckers, they need your support. They need food. They need help. I mean, they're in these big rigs. They're coming into the city. They're blaring their horns. I'm seeing these videos of people dancing. It's amazing. But they got to go to the bathroom and they got to eat food. 
And that means they need help. One of the ways they are being helped is with this massive GoFundMe. Now, I want to I be careful here. This GoFundMe, over $10 million has been frozen, I think now twice. And we need to make sure, and this, is, this might not be all bad on GoFundMe's part, we need to make sure that money is going to the right place. The last thing we need is for someone to take all this money and rip off the truckers and bounce with it. TimCast.com reports, GoFundMe freezes over $10 million in funding from Canadian Freedom Convoy. The Freedom Convoy has entered its sixth day of peaceful protests over vaccine mandates for truck drivers crossing the U.S. and the Canadian borders. Free honk honk. That's what we've been saying. We were talking about the Chinese Communist Party on Timcast IRL, and someone said free Hong Kong, Hong, Hong Kong, the place. And it sounded like honk honk. And we were like, oh, that's a really good idea. We got to support this. This is a workers uprising. These are regular people, and they are simply saying we want to be heard and we won't stand for draconian rule by decree. I agree with it. I defended the uh, Extinction Rebellion protesters, and I will defend Occupy Wall Street protesters. I will criticize Extinction Rebellion for having bad ideas. I will criticize uh, criticize Occupy's, uh, Occupy for being co-opted and having many bad ideas as well. But Occupy in the beginning was a populist uprising against the big banker bailouts and the economic crisis affecting Americans. Now we're seeing the Freedom Convoy inspiring people to stand up and say we are tired of rule by decree. I don't agree with every single person involved, but this is different from Occupy Wall Street. You know, it's fascinating here. Occupy was easy to co-opt. Activists came into New York, came into the meetings and said, here's how it's done. It was interesting. They came a month in advance and they set the tone Far leftists. And there was infighting. There was there was an Occupy civil war between the east and west sides of the park. With a trucker convoy, there are no leaders. It's simply show up and honk your horn, baby. And of course, the powers that be are outraged and want to stop it. Well, let's read what's going on. We've also got censorship from YouTube trying to shut down news and information coming out of the convoy. But before we do, Check out TimCast.com. We need your support. We are funded by you as members. This is how we uh, uh, operate the website. It's how we hire our journalists to write these stories. It's how we fund on the ground reporting and make sure you're getting real news about what's happening. Obviously, we support what these truckers are fighting for. That's our opinion. And we will tell you that outright. But I'm not going to lie to you. And no one here at TimCast will. When there's a story about someone throwing human waste at a window or whatever, we'll report it and we'll say, hey, guys, say it's bad. When there's a Confederate flag or a Nazi flag, we report it because we're not here to lie to you. We're here to tell you what, what the story is, what we're hearing on the ground, and you make a decision for yourself. If you like the work we do, go to TimCast.com, become a member, but check this out. If you go to TimCast.com and go to our store here on the left, we've got the free Honk Honk t-shirt modeled off of the free Hong Kong t-shirt or flag. I'm sorry. We have free honk honk stickers and hoodies. Now, I want to be real with you guys. We wanted to, to, to find a way to support this materially in the sense that like, you know, what can we do to actually get the message out more than just doing the news and at the same time support the work we do? 
I don't want to detract from the the every from all the activism that they're doing on the ground. And I would say, if you want to directly support the movement, you should be supporting them through their uh, means, through their, their GoFundMe, assuming it gets released. And you should be, if you're able to, you know, sending donations directly to anybody you know in the area who can really, really help. If you want to support the work we do, you know, uh, producing news and doing commentary like this, you can buy the free Hong Kong merchandise. I was talking about wanting to get, you know. Uh, wanting to get sweaters or shirts to the people there. I just don't know if we'll be able to do it because it takes like a month to get this stuff. And I've seen a lot of people selling merch based on the honk honk stuff. Part of me didn't want to make the merch because I don't want to be seen as trying to profit off of the activism they're doing. But I really, really want people wearing the memes and showing the memes. And it does help support the work we do. So if you think that's okay and you like the work we do, then consider buying the merch. If you think we shouldn't be doing it, you don't have to buy it. I, 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 don't, I don't want to, to profit off of a populist uprising and worker, you know. Uh, but I do want to make sure we can t- continue to do the work at TimCast.com with your support while supporting awesome movements like this. Look. Many news organizations, they have their agendas. They have their opinions. They all do. We do too. I mean, we believe in freedom, honesty, and integrity. Personally, I like what the truckers are doing because I've long personally said people should be standing up and pushing back. I want you all to know that. And if you disagree with what they're doing, by all means, you know, as long as you know that's my perspective. Let's read the news so we can see what's going on with this GoFundMe freeze and how they are censoring the message coming out. And a special shout out to Viva Fry, once again, who's been on the ground reporting this. Make sure you support Viva as well. People, a lot of people have mentioned someone named Portland Andy who's been covering this. I'm not familiar with Portland Andy, but you know anybody who's covering this on the ground, special shout out to all of you. TimCast.com reports, the GoFundMe campaign organized to support the Canadian truckers protest has raised over $10 million and was suspended on Wednesday by the fundraising platform. The page now carries a disclaimer. Let's actually pull it up. Reading, the fundraising is currently paused and under review to ensure it complies with our terms of service and applicable laws and regulations. So this is the Freedom Convoy 2022. This is crazy. $10 million. That's that's amazing. Tamara Lich and BJ Dichter are organizing the fundraiser. They say they want to make sure it's apl- uh, abiding by the law and all that stuff. Now, look, obviously, the establishment is going to throw every roadblock in their way. I don't want to outright say this is nefarious, like GoFundMe is trying to jam up the campaign. Don't know for sure. I think it's important we know how this money is being spent because it needs to go to the truckers. Honestly, on the face, on its face, I trust it. I do. But I do believe that GoFundMe will likely release the camp, release the funds. However, Dirty games are still afoot, and I don't trust GoFundMe. I'm surprised anyone would use GoFundMe at this point when you can use something like Give, Send, Go, which is much, much safer for you and your finances. Check it out. They say, our team is working 24-7 and doing all we can to protect both organizers and donors. Thank you for your patience. They're gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and they're like, in order to ensure the safety of the donors, we're refunding all the money. Even when donors are like, yo, I don't want it refunded. Ottawa City Councilor Mattia Fleury said that the money raised through GoFundMe should instead be used for the expense of police involvement in the protests. This morning, I have asked the city manager and city solicitor to immediately launch court proceedings targeting the millions of dollars in funds frozen by GoFundMe so Ottawa taxpayers are not left holding the bag for these protests, she said in a now deleted tweet. Nah, 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 you can't do that. If I raise money 
And I say, if you give to us, we'll do X. You can't sue me because someone else did something. Nice try. They're trying to seize the money. Tim Cass goes on to say there's been no recorded violence since the start of the Freedom Convoy's protest six days ago. The peaceful protest demonstration has, however, disrupted the flow of traffic in Ottawa and at the Alberta border crossing. Videos released from the capital of Ottawa or the cap, the, the capital, uh, I, I suppose it's not the capital of, it's Ottawa, the capital, show protesters delivering food to the homeless as protesters gather and raised flags in support of their efforts. Ottawa residents frustrated with the constant blare of truck horns and traffic gridlock have been questioning how police are handling the situation. On Wednesday, Ottawa's chief of police, Peter Slawley, said his force of 1,500 officers could not clear the city and needed the help of the nation's military. Yikes, man. This is a national issue, not an Ottawa issue. I am increasingly concerned there is no policing solution to this. Yo, there's no military solution to this. If you want the honking to stop, simply comply. Do as you're told. You know, it's really funny when the despots come out and say, drop to your knees. And they still don't release the lockdowns. Now the power is in the hands of the people and they're all so angry. Send in the people with guns, they cry. Please, the people have always had the power. But when they come together to exercise it, you lose and you as in the despots. Quote, there is no lawful authority to seal a city. There's no practical capability to seal a city of this size. We do not want riots, but all options remain on the table. Too bad. People have a right to drive their cars. And what are you going to do? You see, that's the power of the people. They can claim this is an unlawful assembly. You must disperse. Just driving through the city. So what? No one's allowed to drive anymore. That's what they'll have to do. They'll have to just shut down streets and be like, no one's allowed to drive. A trucker could pull into the city, any city, and just drive around in circles. And what happens? What would happen right now if in New York, a thousand truckers just started driving around, you know, want the financial district, jamming up every aspect of the city? What are they going to do? You, you need to leave. I'm trying to leave. I'm just a guy driving my truck. Yeah, you'd gridlock a city. And they couldn't even claim it was an assembly because you're just driving. That's the beauty of the great honking. Prime Minister Trudeau said the federal government is working with the Ottawa police to put an end to the protest. We will continue to work with law enforcement agencies to ensure that people are protected and to ensure that this protest, which is now becoming illegal, does come to an end. Slally cautioned that bringing in the military could carry a risk and estimated that he would need a force of around 50,000 officers to move protesters from Ottawa. The blocking of the U.S. border in southern Alberta appears to be easing somewhat after truckers at the border, border crossing at Coutts agreed to open some lanes. Frankly, the protesters feel their message has been heard. Nobody wants this blockade to happen anymore, said Chad Williamson, a lawyer representing truckers. You know, these truckers are showing profound restraint and, and strong moral character. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, man. They could have shut down so much and they could, they could take whatever they want. They could demand way more money. They could at any point if they wanted to. And they don't. They don't organize this way. They just deliver the goods to our cities and make sure we have avocados in winter, strawberries, off-season vegetables, and all of our goods in general. Now they're even willing to ease up on some of the protests. Think about how much more reasonable that is than all the other protests we see with the left. Joe Rogan comes out and says, okay, we're going to do this, this, this thing with Spotify with the misinformation policy. And the left doesn't shut up about it. Yeah. 
So I, I hope the truckers get what they want, and it looks like they're starting to win. Take a look at this, though. YouTube's new censorship tactic. Limit streams that are too popular. YouTube is capping the number of live viewers for some creators. Now, people have started to notice that if they try to go to a live stream, particularly around the truckers, they get this flag. It says video unavailable. This video is popular due to limited creator history. We're limiting the number of viewers subscribed to this channel to help this creator reach a broader audience. This is interesting because it might actually be sort of a good thing. No, I, I mean it. A lot of people don't know this, that YouTube had really strict policies on live streaming, barring people from live streaming. You could not stream at all. Now what we're seeing is that small channels can stream, but they're getting limited. I'm not saying YouTube is right in this capacity. I think they're, they, they, they may be using this as a dirty trick to try and shut down coverage of the protests. I'm just saying, while this flag may be new, be careful. The policy on limiting uh, live streaming has been around for a while. It was after a particular event was live streamed that YouTube and Facebook and other platforms started cracking down on letting new accounts live stream. So I don't want people to think this is a new thing. If, you're, if you think it's wrong, and, and I think it is, then you need to recognize they've been doing similar things to this for some time now. They go on to say, uh, reclaim the net reports. YouTube has a brand new censorship tactic that appears to be affecting small creators and one that on the face of it makes no sense. I disagree. There's a reason for it. You can disagree with it all you want. You can say it's wrong, but there's a reason for it. Several live streams posted on Google's platform last weekend by truckers protesting in Canada have had their audience limited. The reason given to viewers trying to access the videos, they were too popular. I want to stress this point again. I disagree with this. People should be allowed to live stream. But the stated reason for limiting this is because they don't want people live streaming really messed up things. And they can't catch live streams because they're live. I don't think that's a good enough reason. I disagree with it, but there is a reason. It's not like just all of a sudden they're like, oh, geez, you know, we got to shut down these streams. No word, though, on whether that would make the videos available to the broader audience or if YouTube would come up with yet more censorship gymnastics while trying to suppress content it might not approve of. Some incredulous Twitter users reacted by saying that they were waiting for confirmation the message was a thing and not a meme. However, it is definitely a thing. And it's not hard to see how YouTube would disapprove of the particular streams from the Ottawa protests since they were organized by truckers opposed to COVID vaccine mandates. Reports mentioned that the giant platform limited viewership of at least two creators, both live streaming the trucker freedom convoy events. Reports also note that visitors can see the videos if they're logged out of their YouTube accounts and interpret this as a way to at once limit the reach of a video and be able to track viewers. So this is where I think the dirty game is being played. You can log out and watch it. Seems like they're trying to control what people think. Let's say you're on YouTube. You start getting fed videos, you watch them. You then start agreeing with the creators you see, but you don't see videos like mine. You don't see Steven Crowder or Jimmy Dore or Ben Shapiro. YouTube is trying to control what you think by only showing you certain information. So you see this live stream and they don't allow you to, see, to watch it. You log out and there it is because they're targeting you. Now let's just, I, 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 I just want to point this out. GoFundMe freezing the money, YouTube shutting down live streams. You're not going to convince me it's not coordinated. After everything we saw with what happened to Alex Jones and, every, and a bunch of these other people who are censored, you will not convince me it's not on purpose. It may be the, speculative. 
Seems like it's on purpose. Over on Reddit's NewTubers subreddit that, that, that gathers small content creators, more similar stories are popping up with one user sharing that their live stream quickly hit 300 views only to be informed by one of the people in the video's chat that they were starting to get the too popular error. The creator explained that they have had the channel for seven years with 90 videos and several streams and could not understand why YouTube was limiting them. Noting in the comments that the content was nothing unusual or controversial, you see, and there is the big red flag. So I'll stress this again. YouTube has limited live streams on smaller channels. It seems like they're using that as an excuse now specifically to shut down these these particular live streams. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But this seems to be coming straight from YouTube's playbook. Censorship, lack of feedback and communication, and disregard of smaller independent creators. Users and creators reacting to all of this saw it as yet more proof of YouTube's declared policy of helping smaller creators being disingenuous and a front for censorship. YouTube cares only about YouTube. And what we're seeing across the board with all of these, these platforms, they want to take away you, uh, your ability to broadcast yourself. They're pulling up the ladders. So I'm lucky. I got started on YouTube. Well, technically, I started on 20, in 2012. And back then, we all thought it was too late. No joke. We were like, man, late to the party. All these channels are so big. And if only we started sooner. It's interesting. I remember a few years ago, I had like 180,000 subscribers. And I have friends who have gold, you know, the gold awards. These are the old ones. And I was just looking at them like, dude, I will never get to that point. It's too late with the censorship, with as bad as it's getting politically. It's just never going to happen. And it happened. You know, it's crazy. So I think it's important to recognize that they may be trying to make it hard for all of you, but never, never give up. Do what you have to do. Speak your mind. Challenge the system. Here I am now, three different channels, all over a million subscribers. And it's kind of crazy. I did not ever. I thought... I was like, I don't know if I'll ever get there, you know, but I'll just keep doing my thing and maybe one day. And then it happened. Then it happened again and again. And now Timcast IRL, which is one of my newest channels, is, is, is on track to be my big, bigger than all of my other channels. It's kind of crazy. You can do it too. They may be trying to pull up the ladder. They may be trying to censor and shut down everyone's voices, but never forget, you can do it. And I'll tell you this right now, Rumble exists. And if you want to talk about a real opportunity, Rumble. YouTube got big off broadcast yourself. YouTube got big by giving people the opportunity to create their own content. And then YouTube started cutting off the little guy and shutting them down. Rumble's not doing that. You can go on Rumble, start your channel. And as Rumble starts growing bigger and bigger and bigger, there's a real possibility you could end up with a very, very large channel. Dan Bongino got banned from YouTube. He had more subs on Rumble anyway. That is powerful. YouTube has a natural pull, and we all do use it. But I have been working very hard to get TimCast.com to be independent. We're working on a mobile app. We are putting our, this show and, 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 and our other shows on Spotify and iTunes and other platforms. We are diversifying across the board because we know YouTube is a sinking ship. 
We are seeing a worker uprising. And boy, are the powerful elites furious. And they can't stop it. But they're trying. The far right truckers. Yo, truckers. Tell these people who's boss. Show them you will not screw around. Because truckers are the lifeblood of a nation. Of nations. Transferring goods between country borders. Transferring goods to your city, to your grocery stores. If they stop working, you ain't got nothing. But I'll tell you this. They, behind the scenes, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're calling up Bezos and Elon Musk and being like, we need self-driving trucks now. Truckers have too much power. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic. There are some scary things I've seen that make me worried because of this censorship like this. But I tell you, when they do this, the desperation means they're losing. I had someone respond to me saying, Tim Pool claims that losing more ground means we're winning. Yo, Rumble exists. Odyssey exists. BitChute exists. Minds exists. Let them ban themselves into irrelevance. When they do this, we all see it. We see the fear and the desperation. And Rumble is growing. I don't think Rumble's perfect. I don't think it's going to solve all the problems. But it's there. And the worst case scenario, a parallel economy will emerge. They want to try and censor you and shut you down. We can always find a way because you can't get rid of technology. I'll leave it there. Shout out to the truckers, man. Thank you for what you're doing, for inspiring others to stand up for themselves, to say no to these mandates. And if you want to support our work, TimCast.com, pick up your free honk, honk shirts and stickers. Do what you can. Spread the message. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all over. Uh, I will see you all at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Once again, thanks for hanging out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 